Hey guys, welcome to Big Les's League and all a rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. I was so fortunate to have the one and only Draft Don on the podcast. Make sure you go give him a follow at NRL Don on Instagram. You go listen to his podcast, The Draft Don Podcast. It is an absolute banger of a podcast, absolute banger of a page. Go give the bloke a follow. He's an absolute top-notch fella. Go give him a follow, top bloke. We predicted our Indigenous and Maori sides based off the players that were available in past years. So, really fun little podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Really fun little podcast. We're going to do it in three parts. We're going to do one to seven, which is this one. Then next, we're going to do eight to 13. And then finally, we're going to do the bench. So, make sure you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all a rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. I've got the one and only Don with me. And what we're going to do is we've made our little Maori and all-star teams. But how rude of me. I'm going to introduce the one and only Don, the draft Don. <laughs> how are we, big fella? I'm good, man. I'm good. I've seen you be putting out some good stuff. I'm, I'm keen to get on here and go head to head with you, to be honest. Yeah, really I am to so, put myself up against you. So excited, man. It is going to be so sick. We've got two awesome sides here. I had a look at your team when you get, sent it to me, and I was like, geez, Indigenous have a pretty stacked lineup here as well. And it was just so hard cramming everybody in, and you don't know who's eligible at some time. So I was yeah, basically yeah. looking at the past lineups as well. It was just hectic. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll go through yours first. Why don't you read out to me your... Once in a generation, sick Indigenous team, 2022. Read it out to me. All right. We got Jaden Campbell, The Fox, Dane Gay Guy, Brian Kelly, AJ, best 5'8 in the world, Cody Walker. Uh, it, it is meant to be Jamal Fogarty because that's what I lodged before the one and only Les informed me that one Nico Hines was absent from my team. So I'd like to make an on-the-fly manoeuvre. On-the-fly manoeuvre. Chuck Nico in at seven and chuck Jamal into the bin. Uh (laughs) Oh, jeez. Poor old Jamal. He's getting absolutely... (laughs) If you can't outrun Papa and Nico... No disrespect to Jamal if you're listening. No, no. He just got absolutely rorted. I love love Jamal, but I think Nico at seven. You've got to see what he can do. Mm. Uh, Tanua Brown... Uh, Guru's favourite player of all time, Ruben Cotter, at number nine. Uh, and then we got Adam Elliott, Dave Fafita, Josh Curran, Peachy, and then bench, obviously, Connor Watson, Jack White, and Jamal Fogarty, and Fui Mayono. Oh, I like this team. I really like this team. All right. I'm going to read out my team, the Maori side. I was basically looking at all the past lineups. Forgive me if some of these guys aren't still eligible for the Maori selection or or what, whatever reason they have for not playing. But I'll read out my team now. I've got Kalen Ponger at fullback, Dallin Wateni Zalesniak and Bailey Simonson on the wings, Joseph Manu, Chance de Kok in the centres, 
We've got Jerome Luai and Jerome Hughes in the halves. James mm. Fisher-Harris and Jesse Bromwich in the front row with Jeremy Marshall-King at hooker. I've got Britton Nakora and Jordan Rickey in the back row with Joseph Tarpany at lock. And then my bench is Kenneth Bromwich, Nelson Asofa Solomona, if he's still in the NRL at this point, <laughs> Dylan Walker and Patrick Herbert. Ooh-wee, that's a bit of grunt about it, isn't it? I know. I'll take I know. it. I was, I was picking this team and I was having a lot of fun. I'll tell you that for free. I was like, oh, so you're eligible, eh? I'm chucking you straight in there. <laughs> so fun making it. All right, well, we'll, we'll go through the fullbacks first. You've got Jaden Campbell. I've got Kalen Ponga. Go through yeah. why why you picked Jaden Campbell. What really stands out to you about Jaden Campbell? So I think, I think obviously the first choice is Trell. Mm. The suspension, for whatever reason, this not being able to play the All-Stars game doesn't count towards his three games left. Um, but obviously you want Latrell in there. If I can't have Latrell, who's better than the son of the bloke who started the All-Star game? So if anyone can tell Jaden a little bit about what it means to line up at number one for the Indigenous side, I think it'll be Preston. I think uh, you think back to when Brandon Smith had a bit of a blowout game for the Maoris, and I just have a feeling that if Jaden Campbell gets that number one spot, just where he's at in his career, could really turn it on, turn up and become a bit of a household name from it. He just really excited me last year. I think he had seven games, five tries, three three assists. I mean, that's that. Well, that's a try or assist in every game. That's not too shabby. And he moves like like a fucking cut snake. So, yeah, no brainer for me at number one. Jesus, I forgot about Brandon Smith. I had Jeremy Marshall King. I had Jeremy Marshall King in there. What was I doing? Oh, that's getting changed. I'm changing that. You got your change. I'm getting my change. I'm putting. I'm putting my uh, Brandon Smith in there for sure. I that's that's a no brainer, and I completely (laughs) forgot about him. I was looking at all the past lineups. Bloody Wikipedia had me shot. Lied to me. Wow, that's fair. That's big. All right. Well. Less about the number nine, more about the number one. I had Kalen Ponga. Mm. And I picked Kalen Ponga cause, just because he's an out-and-out freak. And last year, he played so well. I think it was last year or the year before he played. and then an absolute Yeah, the game before there. last. Yeah. yeah, game before last. That's right, because he was injured, I'm pretty sure. He is just an absolute weapon at fullback mm. for any side. We talk about Newcastle, when you, whether you talk about you know Queensland. This one is playing for the Maori All-Stars. He's playing for his culture. I mean, mm, mm. as if he's not going to have an absolute ripper of a game and you've got to chuck him there at fullback. I think he's just the obvious choice for me. So wingers, we're going to go wingers. We'll talk about both at the same time. So mm-hmm. you've got Josh Adokar and Alex Johnson. You mm. couldn't have a better winger pairing for this yeah. generation. It is just right. sick. Ebony and Ivory, isn't it? Fastest man alive and the fastest try scorer alive. It's good, yeah. good stuff. I, I saw like uh, last year the Indigenous side only scored one try and it was AJ off the back of Latrell. So it's like if you if you're gonna up your score and you're gonna get a bloke that scored thirty tries in last year. So that AJ's a, AJ picks himself as the out and out number one try scorer last year. Unless the Fox picks himself too, plays for Australia, plays for New South Wales. Freak at Melbourne Storm with premierships. He's just, yeah, if he's, 
I mean, I, I talk super coach a lot, but if we're talking just you're picking your best wingers in the competition, he's he's well and truly in the conversation. So, yeah, a bit, bit of fun to be able to have those two pretty much locked in. It makes it a bit easy. Yeah, geez. I, I wish they were Maori. I tell you that for free. I'd, <laughs> I'd be chucking them straight in. That's hectic. Um, you've definitely beat me in the winging conversation. I've got Dallin. And I've got Bailey Simonson. And Bailey Simonson, geez, he had a good year last year. Yeah. He was unbelievable. Do you know his super score, uh, super coach scorings or whatnot? He'd have to be high. Listen, listen. Bailey Simonson cost me my uh, preliminary final last year. I took a punt on him. And so his name is Mud as far as my uh, super coach team. Don't don't be asking me about Bailey Simons and super coach stats. He was on fire in the weeks leading up. I think uh, in the three weeks leading up to round 24, it would have been the preliminary. I think he got a 90, an 80, and a 70. I thought, I got to get him in. He got oh, three for me in the last. <laughs> that's hectic. But you are right. Last year, he popped up out of nowhere and just was an absolute freak for the for the Raiders. Well, is that power this year? I think he's going to go so well. I think he's mm. really going to own that winger spot. Uh, he's he's definitely going to be on our lips in the next few weeks. We're going to be talking about him nonstop. Um, and then Dallin Watani Zalesniak. He's been quite oh. freakish as well. Like he's and been when he unreal. Puts on that, when he puts on that jersey in this game, he just turns into a different beast, doesn't he? Does yeah. He was he unreal loves last year. I think he put. Who did he put a shot on last year? I remember he put a huge shot on someone and they just absolutely flattened them. I'm if, I, if I'm not mistaken, he, he was the captain last year. Yeah, he was Isn't the captain. Right? Yeah. He was the captain yeah. the year before that as well. Jeez, mm, mm. um, he put it. I'm trying to think of it. He, if, you, if, you, if you remember, uh, let me know. But um, oh, he put a shot on someone. It was massive. That was a, last year was heated, man. It was so. I went hated. back and watched some of the highlights, and it was just. I remember. I mean, obviously, it's the first game of the year, but it's like, and the All Star game's always been a bit of like not fun. It's always been contested, mm. but last year there was two sin bins in, yeah. in the It was they weren't mucking around last year. You could really tell that it mm. meant something to them, and that's why I'm so excited for this year because kind of obviously the years before it's been hotly contested, but last year they were, the boys were really giving. There was a few coaches, I'm mm. sure, watching freaking out about what's happening to their players so close to the season. How They were pretty much playing an origin match, how much they cared. So, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I remember him putting a massive smack on someone, but you're right, I don't remember his name, but he probably doesn't remember who he was either. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, man. But he plays so well in that Mary jersey. It was just impossible for me not to pick him. And him, he'd probably get captain again, to be honest. He was unreal, mm. unreal last time. And... Speaking speaking of outside backs that that really have a huge impact in these sort of games, go through our center pairings. You've got Dane Gagai and Brian Kelly. Mm. I think that was the same. Oh, Dane Gagai didn't play last year, um, but he's eligible for both. You snagged him here with Brian yeah. Kelly. Give us give us a bit of a rundown on why you picked these two. So Dane Gagai, whenever he puts a rep jersey on, turns into a, a Hulk version of himself. Everyone knows that. That's but I think. I mean, it kind of feels like the last dance, doesn't it? Putting him on a on an edge with AJ one last time after going separate ways. So mm. that picks itself there. Uh, put them next to each other. It's always fireworks. And Kelly, I want to see what he can do with the Fox, to be honest, because I think uh, while I like the Titans' back line uh, and he, he excels in it, I just oh, imagine if he had someone like the Fox off him 25 times a year. Wouldn't that just be exciting to watch? I mean, he's such a... Such an elite player at the Titans. I think um, 
I think if they take a more steps up, he's definitely going to be one of the reasons why. He just excites me to watch. Fast, quick, can make kind of something out of nothing. Yeah, no, he picks himself. Yeah. Oh, geez. Again, if it, Dane Gogai has Maori descent, but if both of those guys were Maori, they'd both be in my side for sure. They're just unreal. <laughs> um, I've got Joseph Manu, who damn right Ooh. picks himself. Ooh. Damn right yes. picks himself. And I, I, am I not, love Joey Manu. I'm not giving him away anytime soon. He's just unreal, like unstoppable. I, I, the last year was like a new version of him before. I mm. honestly didn't think he was as good as he was, he was mm. just so unreal. Uh, yeah, uh, as, as I said, he picks, year, he picks himself. When, when, when the team went down, he really stepped up. He's like, oh, you need me to jump in the first receiver? Easy, done. Need me to do more yeah. try assists? Easy, done. Just did everything he needed to. I, I actually I think, remember last, yeah, last year, I was thinking at the start of the game, like, where's Joseph Manu? What's he doing? Where is he? Does he even get picked in the side? And then all of a sudden he runs for he runs like eighty meters and scores a try and then he's just yeah. in anything everything and I was like, geez, this guy's in for a big year and and, and he was he was in twenty twenty one he was unbelievable and I honestly can't wait for twenty twenty two he's going to be unreal and Charles Nicole Clockstad I've got here as well a lot of people forgot how good this guy is he's been out all season with that jaw I think it was a jaw injury but everyone really forgot how good this guy is and they're really going to see how good he is in this game. And mm. he was unreal last year as well. I think he was picked in, and in the centers as well. He just excels in rep jerseys as well. Just like sort of just like Gaga, he really excels when he puts those rep jerseys on, but even mm. for Canberra, he is so unbelievable and he's going to be unreal. Uh, I think, this year I think as well. he's got a lot to prove to a lot of people this year. Mm. Uh, well, I don't think he's got lots to prove, but I think with him being away, uh, and I think the Raiders didn't – it didn't look like they missed him especially last year, mm. but just the way that the Raiders went last year, I, th- I think that his presence was definitely – or his lack of a presence was felt. I think coming back into this year, he's going to surprise a few people how much he actually means to that Raiders side. Oh, for sure. And and from what I'm hearing as well, a little sneaky like insight into Raiders camp, I think Charles Nicole Clockstad is going to be in the centres and Xavier Ooh. Savage is going to be at fullback. So like putting that. him in the centres here – it's really going to see how he goes. Bit of try before you buy. Yeah, exactly. I honestly, I'm, I, I'm, I can't wait to see the Raiders. I'm really excited for them because they've got Jamal Fogarty as well, uh, who you sort of kicked out of your starting 13. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Um, no, he's he, and I think he compliment he'll compliment Jack White and so well. Mm. So yeah, uh, it's going to be a really interesting side. Um, going into the halves now, Cody Walker and Jamal, Fo- well, not Jamal Fogarty anymore. You've got Nico Hines at seven. Yes, big Nico. Talk about the halves. Was there two more? Oh, well, obviously, Turbo and Cleary. If you take them out of the NRL last year, these two run the NRL last year, don't they? Mm. Cody Walker, for those that don't, I-, I could talk about Cody Walker underwater, but 33 try assists, 16 tries was one pass away from a premiership. Well, it would have been one of the best years as a South player ever. Um, I, I have huge raps on Cody Walker. Everyone loves to say, oh, but when it comes to the New South Wales side and the big games, it kind of goes into his shell. I, last year, he wasn't in his shell in this rep game. Mm. And, and then I know a lot of people don't want to put a lot of stock into this game, but it matters a lot to these boys. So I think Cody Walker is honestly the best six in the game, best six in the world. And Nico Hines, Jesus, where did he come from? Where was he hiding? 
And I, I was shocked. I, I think because I was playing Supercoach, uh, the year before he played a couple games and uh, he got picked up off waivers in our in our draft league last year. And just the whole vibe when someone gets picked up off waivers because they're filling in for someone, you just kind of feel like, oh, yeah, but they'll go away soon. They'll go away soon. He played damn near the whole season last year. He could play anywhere. And um, what did he get? I think he had uh, seven tries, 17 assists. So, I mean, like I said, this team needed more tries last year, only getting one. Well, there's 17 on the year for Nico. Surely he'll be able to cook something up. And then also Cody, Gags, AJ out on that left-hand side. I mean, and then you'll have Nico out on the right-hand side running next to Fox. That link-up's still there. I mean, yeah, that those two pick themselves, don't they? Yeah, so it's, it's going to be such a good game. I honestly can't get over how good of a game this is going to be. so close too. We're, we're less than a month away. Oh. Meaningful footy is so close. <laughs> Honestly, just chewing my nails, waiting, just waiting. Um, so my halves here, arguably two, mm. two of the mm. on-form halves at the moment as well. You've got Jerome Hughes and Jerome Luai. They were on form. On mm. form in 2021. They were unreal. Jerome Hughes was arguably like one of the best players in that Storm side, to be honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. One of the most important, I think. Oh, and most improved as well. I think going from fullback to halfback, people mm. don't get how hard changing position is mid-season. Mm. He was fullback for, I think he was fullback for a few rounds. Uh, and then he sort of shifted into that halfback role. But once he got into that halfback role, he just blew everyone away. He mm. was unbelievable. And he played really well in, in the last one of these games as well. So I'm really keen to see how he goes um, in, yeah. in this game and how he goes with Jerome Luai as his halves partner. And I think, again, Jerome Luai is one of those guys that just picks himself as well. He was really on par. And no one really talks about his season because obviously he's partnered with Nathan Cleary. So mm. Nathan Cleary sort of steals the thunder. But I don't Did think this kind of game really lends well to mm. Jerome Luai's touch footy kind of style of play, the way that he just mm. kind of looks at your dances around you. And like someone like Jerome Hughes, he has a steady hand kind of like Nathan. I think that those two, yeah, seeing them on paper there, that is scary. That kind of, that that definitely rivals, if not exceeds Cody and Cody and Nico, just by the sheer, the, the stability that Hughes can bring matched with mm. that like nice little fancy footwork of Jerome Luai. Well, you yeah, know what, it, for, for me, it depends where they're playing. If they're playing on a fast track and a fast game, this is going to be such a deadly halves pairing. Mm, I'll mm, tell you that mm. right now. It is going to be such a deadly halves pairing because that's where Jerome Luai really exceeds on that fast track. He's just track. like a conductor, isn't he? He's just, he's yeah, like a metronome out there. Unbelievable. He He's, yeah, I, I can't wait to watch him next year as well with Nathan. Uh, and I think if he really... Uh, steps up in his game a bit. Not that he needs to, but if he really like starts playing some really good footy, geez, him and Nathan I think will be in the conversation he almost, together. He almost went back into his shell a bit last year when Burton started just bossing it. When mm. Burton came out and was like, bang, here you go. I'm a, I'm a half, but now I'm just going to play like a Dally M center of the year for you. Mm. And because he was slotted in there on Lou Eye's edge, I think it kind of like on paper took away from some of the things Lou Eye was doing because that final ball was coming out of Matt Burton's hands. So those try assists were going into Matt Burton. So I think mm. with him, it sounds funny that losing a guy like Burton might improve someone's game. But I think taking Burton's 
hands off the ball and put, putting it back into Luai's, I think, if you're playing super coach this year, I think Luai, for that fact alone, he's going to have a lot more of the hands on the ball. I think, um, I think, I think last year, the year that they went all the way, not last year, the year before, when they went all the way to the grand final, everyone was talking about Luai, Luai this, Luai that. And then I just think Matt Burton came in and just had just a crazy, crazy year, took away from some of the things that Luai was doing, like you said, that Nathan does. But I think, um, yeah, I think this year Luai is about to, like, he's, he's with his best mm. mate out there on that left edge. Oh, and he's getting... With Vili as well. I think he's, mm. he's there to let people know that, hey, just because we won it doesn't mean we're done with it, you know? Yeah, well, you know what? They're getting um, Christian Crichton on that, in that center spot as well. Mm, and he nice. was on fire. He was another guy that no one really talked about, Christian Crichton. That's Stephen Crichton's older brother. He was at the Bulldogs for a long while, and he was playing a bit of fullback. He was playing a bit of wing, and he just killed it. He was scoring try after try every game, and I'm surprised the Bulldogs let him go, to be honest, but uh, it's a well, great they had to signing. They make room somehow, off. didn't they? Oh, it's when such a signing the NRL. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Well, there you go, guys. That's it for part one. Part two will be going through the props all the way down to lock forward roll. It is going to be a sick little part that's coming out next time. It was such a fun podcast to record. And again, I thank the one and only Don for joining us. Thank you for choosing Big Loser's League and all rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend. And I'll see you guys in part two. One.